Hey, besties. My name's Lisa. And my name's Tamara, and we're BFFs. Tamara and I met when we were about 12 years old, growing up in good old Fairbanks, Alaska. And we've been best friends forever since. That's right. And that's why we've decided to have some fun, friendly conversations with the bestest of best friends. We'll talk about how we became best friends, our experiences together, and have other best friends on the show to share how they met. Who knows? You never know when you'll meet your next BFF. Now let's get into it. How I met my BFF. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. (laughs) Well, if you didn't know already, Tamara and I have returned from our amazing trip to Italy. It was awesome. And so we thought we'd just share some little tidbits and travel tips that we remember from our trip while it's fresh in our memory (laughs) and uh, let you in on, let you listeners and you besties listen in on some cool stuff that we did. And if we decide maybe we'll do another retreat sometime soon. Yes, absolutely. I It'll be fun to get some of the other friends on that came. So we'll have to do that at some point as well. Yes. When, so here's one thing I learned about myself when I'm on vacation. Even though recording a podcast is super fun, it's still sort of slightly in the work category. And I I remember like, oh yeah, we need to do that. We need to do that. And I know you and I talked about it, but then we would just, we were so busy having so many great adventures. It just seemed like it never was, I don't know. It was just like another, another way to be thinking. So I was not as, as fun as it sounded to record a podcast when we were in Italy. We didn't. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. But we're still trying to have Nikki Positano and her friend Elizabeth on um, they actually were not in Positano the same time we were there. So we were unfortunately not able to interview them, but I'm still hopeful. So one day. Yes. Nikki Positano, if you're listening, we still want you. And Elizabeth. And, and we want to hear about your friendship. Yes. Best friends come on the show, please. Yes. We would love to talk to you. Yeah. So I know you've been, well, it's funny because I've been to Italy before as well, but not in the Amalfi coast. So let's start with Rome. Cause we stayed there first for four days. And then what, what do you love about Rome, Tamara? Oh, what, what, what did you love about our time in Rome together? Why don't we say it that way? <laughs> no, no, don't take me wrong. I, I do love Rome. It's just, um, I, it, it can be a little bit overwhelming for me. It just, it is a huge city and it's, you know, it, it has so many historical landmarks and it's beautiful, but just the intensity of it can be a little bit much for me. And yeah. especially when I take time away from my kids and am in a beautiful country, I just want to relax. And sometimes Rome necessarily isn't that way. So, but on this trip, um, I think my favorite parts were going to explore famous places late at night, like we did as a group. So we probably, I mean, I guess I have done that before with just one other person, but it felt even more safe to do it in a group. Not that we were in any danger whatsoever, but it was fun and it was like exciting and it was better than like being at a nightclub dancing, 
you know, and drinking for hours. It, like we were actually doing stuff. We did drink as well, but so um, definitely this trip with having the group of us, 10 of us, <laughs> um, it was just super fun to be able to share all of those, you know, the Trivay Fountain, the Spanish steps with the whole group of people. So that was my, what about you? I loved, well, I had been to a lot of places in Europe uh, many, many years ago. And I always had this memory of Rome being like the, the top place. If you want to see sites and like see amazing art and architecture and like the, the, uh, to me, Rome is over the top. Number one, like you can't beat the Vatican, you know, and I'm not even Catholic, but yes, it, so it didn't have to do with the religion or anything. It was just like, so amazing what, in my opinion. And I remember it that way when I was 22 years old and I still say it stands up. I mean, they've been taking care of it and it's still as amazing <laughs> as it was when I was in my twenties. And I also, so I really enjoyed seeing it through, you know, a different lens of where I am in my life. I enjoyed learning from the tour guide. I, I liked that we did that. And I also realized that I think my limit for a tour is about three hours, not seven. <laughs> um, as much as I find it interesting, I'm not a super like history buff. So if you tell me too many facts and too many things, I do have that eyes glazed over situation happening. And, um, you know, different strokes for different folks. What can I say? I'm definitely more visual and I like experiencing things. So my recommendation is if you do it, I, I would definitely go, I would get a guided tour of the Vatican for sure. Cause then you get in, you can avoid lines and, and you just, you get to, you know, see everything and get some explanation context and then maybe do the Coliseum a separate time or, um, definitely see the Trevi fountain, but you don't need a tour guide to show you the Trevi fountain, you know, <laughs> you just walk up to it. Yeah. You guys, you guys did do, I didn't, I was not for our listeners, a part of this tour that a number of our um, friends did, but I, you guys did a lot of stuff in one day. That was it a lot. It was so much. And yes. um, I got to tell you the the tour guide, she could have probably shared 10 times more information than she did. I, she had so many visual aids and knowledge and just, I, she, it was like, she just was memor Like it, it wasn't, didn't sound memorized. Like it sounded conversational and really easy to listen to, but wow. Talk about a walking encyclopedia of Roman history. And did you know that I'm probably going to get <laughs> some of these facts wrong, but what I, one thing that I did learn is that at one point, everyone in the I don't know if it was in the country of Italy or just in general in life, but, or in Rome, everyone who knew how to make the metal died. So there was this point where there were, they couldn't get metal. And so they had to reuse metal that had already been made. I'm like, wow, that is a major, it's like someone needs to get fired for that mistake. Like who, what, how did we kill all the people who knew that? Right. <laughs> and I'm sure there was some very significant things occurring. Um, that led to that. But, uh, that was, that was pretty interesting. And so there was like holes in the columns. They're like, that's not from damage of old age. It's from damage of people gutting the column to get the metal out of it. I'm like, yeah, yes. I didn't know that. So little things like that. I thought were, 
there's there's yeah. Rome. the fact that it's still standing is honestly a miracle given all the yeah you know, the wars centuries that... of of yeah different leadership and um and just yeah i loved um the old and the new mixed together i find that when i'm like in in dublin grafton street where it's the cobblestone but then there's like you know victoria's secret you're like oh wow that's uh, mixed messages yeah. cool um and so when we were at the Spanish steps or even just going out in Rome um, with the cobblestone and the alleys and the just but in the old buildings, but like everything's up to date as well. Like yes. and obviously beautiful restaurants and it was just, uh, but yeah, it definitely has that hustle bustle feel like a city, you know, like New York or something. I think I also really loved when we, well, this continues for the whole trip of which, you know, we didn't really have any rules of like, this is how we are going to have our trip. Um, but what I liked that the culture that just authentically came was that we had dinner together every night. Yes. And uh, it wasn't required, <laughs> no. but it just turned out nearly every single person came nearly every single night. And yeah. I love that. That was probably like my favorite part. Even though we saw all these amazing things, it's the connection and the conversation and the experience. Yeah. It, I feel, especially with the amount of us that there's 10 of us, we were very lucky to be able to get, um, go to places that could, you know, give us a spot for 10 people. So we ate at some amazing places. Um, what, do you have a favorite restaurant that you? I cannot remember the name of any place that we went. Luckily, oh, I remember the names. Um, oh, you do? Where, which one? Like the one? What about the one that we ate at? Kind of in Rome. Um, I don't know. We ate at so many. Or, that was Virgin A. Okay. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but V I R G I N A E. And I actually had eaten there last year when I went. Um, and so that's how I knew about it. And it went just in discussion with some of our other friends that went, um, that's been kind of the, the top restaurant of dinner. So that was a good spot. And then um, the one, so we also got to meet up, thankfully, with my friend Gurley, who um, lives in Rome, and she's lived there for a while. And she's originally from Mexico, but she's now Italian as well. And, um, so she, she took us to this great restaurant. I believe it was Ferrara. It was in the Vesta Terre region, which is where we stayed. And that, that was a very good meal as well. I mean, it was all good. <laughs> they were all good. Yeah. I, I, I like the pasta to me tasted really, I, I get like rich, I guess not rich in about like, um, it's almost like like the pasta here is synthetic and then this was real is how yes. I like I can't put my a name oh, yeah. a word on it, but just like you're biting into it, it's like actual like substance. And yeah. And then with all the walking we did, yay, didn't gain a single pound, literally, <laughs> even though I ate more pasta during that trip than I have the entire year. So that mm -hmm. was and more bread and you know, it was really, really delicious. Um I thought the servers that we met up with or different business owners were so accommodating and kind. 
uh, for the most part. I think we had really good luck with that. Um, yes. Yeah. So I liked, oh, I also met up with a friend in Rome. Uh, she happened to be arriving right. the same, like the day after we got there. So the first day she and I met up for lunch with, and we were with Laura and that was really cool to see a friend in a different country, just kind of randomly crossing paths. Um, and she's like, yeah, I'll meet you at this restaurant. And we just, you know, went to this, you know, this little piazza and there she was. Yay. That, um, that was super cool. Lovely. Yeah. I, I'm glad we did Rome and I'm glad we did it at the beginning of the trip, even though, you know, it can be a lot. Um, cause it was nice to then proceed to Amalfi and relax. Yes. Which I really enjoyed that we had the bulk of our time at Amal in the Amalfi Coast. That's definitely more my speed as well. I'm not a necessarily, like when I think of vacation, I don't tend to gravitate towards hustle bustle, city life. Um, Mark likes that. Like he likes kind of the buzz of the city and, and all that. And I, I don't, I've done it. It's not, it's not my favorite. I'd much rather be, um, Ocean, beach, pool, chill, relaxed, mellow is more my preferred way of vacationing. Yes, I agree. So, <laughs> but you, you got some good shopping in though, too. Oh, so. MG, of course I did. Yeah. And I can find anything, like, you know, you drop me pretty much anywhere and I can find something to that's cute. But the shopping, I will say, like for Rome, I did a little bit. We did a little bit, but I definitely fell in love with the with the clothes in on the coast more. Like it was one of those things where I'm like, I just want everything. I want to buy all of it, <laughs> which yeah. did not occur because there was no way I would you know get all that stuff. But um, and I think it also translates to where I live too because we have a similar climate. So it's like all the stuff that was there. It's not like I never would wear that. I could easily wear mm -hmm. any of the things they had, you know in Orange County, California. It was an easy translation. And I know you bought wine. I didn't buy wine. I drank a lot of wine, but I didn't buy any wine. <laughs> you bought wine. Did you buy any clothes a little bit? I guess you got a couple things. Yeah, not too much. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I, yeah. I, I mean, I probably could have bought more, but I was just happy to, I, I didn't really, I wasn't in the shopping mode, I guess. So more yeah. just wanting to be chill but um yeah no we so let's see we we were in Rome for four days and then so you tell me Lisa what did you think of our ride because for people out there um Amalfi is a little bit hard to get to yes and it requires some planning and then if you have 10 people that's even more planning. another but it's also it's also way cheaper as we learn to travel with 10 people because there's more people to split the cost. With. Yeah, we had so. buying power for sure. So <laughs> that was really cool because we were able to get, you know, a bigger vehicle and get a private driver and it was only going to be XYZ amount. So we definitely benefited from it was there's, you know, pluses and minuses. But I think um, that in terms of like, yes, you have to plan more, but then you get that buying power, which really benefited us, I think, at the Amalfi Coast. So the drive is like four hours ish. Um, and 
that was cool. But yeah, when you get to that coast, it is a cliff just coming right down on the, on the side of the, <laughs> it, it's, you know, put your blindfold on or whatever you need to do to get through that drive. But, um, it didn't really, that part didn't really bother me, but I, I do know that it took a little getting used to the narrow roads of like, wow, there there's everyone who drove us was so comfortable. I felt, I never felt in danger at any point, but, um, it would take a getting used to, and I'm very glad I was not driving my, I mean, I would not recommend driving there. Yes. I'm, I love to drive, but I have no desire to drive the Amalfi coast. (laughs) Yeah. If I live there, I would obviously get used to it and I would do it, but just traveling, I don't think it's worth the stress and, and yeah. Yeah. Definitely Um, worth getting a driver and, you know, there are other ways to go as you can, you know, take a train and then do different things that way, then go by water from Sorrento to Positano or Amalfi. But um, with large suitcases, if that's what you bring, um, it can be hard. So it's very nice to have a private driver who knows the roads, knows the rule, like, you know, knows how it works. And so I highly recommend that. Absolutely. And we stayed in, just to give some context, we stayed in a city called, or a town called Preano, which is right in between Amalfi and Positano. And of course, when you're looking on the map, you're like, oh my God, that's so close. But you can't, I mean, can't is maybe not an appropriate word, but not recommended to walk to one of those or, and there's no Uber necessarily. So you're, you're talking to get to one of the, to get to the other towns, you're talking cab or bus or boat you know, um, and walking and walking. Yeah. And, and, up, and, walking. Up and down, not up, just, and, yeah, both. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was really grateful that you were there to help us navigate that of like, Oh, well, we're going to, we're going to get to Positano and then we're going to take a ferry to this or a private boat to this location. And had I, I, I never would have it never would have occurred to me to hire like a private boat. I, I just, I don't know. I wouldn't have thought of that or I thought, Oh, maybe that's a luxury or something, but it, Mm -hmm. and again, this is where our buying power definitely paid off because you can get the boat for X amount of hours. And if you're two people, it's probably a similar price as if there's eight, 10 people. So we did have that luxury, um, which I thought was really cool. And they were so kind and, you know, champagne and, all the yeah, shout out to the Blue Star, Blue Star <laughs> Boat Rental. They we use them numerous times for different uh, travel water taxis and and also lovely, um, you know, boating or whatever for our sunset cruise. So um, that was amazing. We also use them for uh, the Green Grotto. Uh, so yeah. a couple of us went to go. Uh, the Green Grotto, which is not always as commonly known as the Blue Grotto in Capri, but we did, it was beautiful and we got a private boat there and then they took us right to the spot. I mean, it, it's not a place you can get to by cab. You know, you, you have to boat into it and, you know, there's not like a big sign. <laughs> so someone needs to know where to take you. <laughs> Well, that you can really get cool. to it from the road, from the highway, and you oh, take yeah. an elevator down. That's right. And that. private, but it, that's a whole, you know, just, but the by boat, it's so much, it's beautiful and fun and You are exciting. so correct about the elevator. So this is what's, it's kind of like a Bond movie, right? Like you're like, 
wait, that's a cliff and there's an elevator that goes like through the cliff up to the top. Like what, how does that work? So I, yeah, you're right. There is a boat and, or I mean, an elevator, we took it up. Yeah, I can't remember it. But if you get to the top of the elevator, there's a ceramic store, which, you know, if you really like ceramics, well, go to the Amalfi Coast because you're not going to miss those. They are going to be everywhere. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful ceramics. And, but it, again, it's on this like edge of this cliff. So with, it's not like this big parking lot, you know, I mean, you'd have to get like a ride to the cliff to go down. And so again, it's just a different way of planning and a different way of um, getting used to all that and, and mind blowing, right. Honestly, that there's like an elevator through the cliff. Honestly, yes. That's unbelievable. And then I got to go to Capri, which you were there before, but not this trip, right? Yeah. I did not go to Capri on this trip, but I've been there before. Yeah. 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 So say that was, um, and we were only there for a short time, so we didn't get to see the whole thing, but it, it was definitely, I could see where, where it's, it's like this celebrity paradise or kind of like drop you in. Like we go, so we pull into the pier on the ferry and then there's all the touristy shops and, you know, things like that. And you can eat and all that stuff. But then you take this, basically a tram for lack of a better word, all the way up to one level of the island, like a, you know, a, a next piazza, if you will. You get off and it is like Saks Fifth Avenue times a billion, like the top, mm-hmm. tippy top designer stores, stunning beautiful. And I mean, I'm in Orange County, California, where there's a lot of that stuff here. This blew me away. I was like, wow, hold on. So you think you're in the middle of, I mean, you're literally on an island that's pretty difficult to get to. And there's all this luxury. Yes. So I was like, okay, I get it now. This is where a celebrity would come to, you know, drop off for the day of shopping and you, and go for it. That was pretty amazing. And then we walked, we just kind of used our instincts and just walked to try to get a different view of some rocks. And we ended up at the Hotel Capri, which was, it. they were closing for the season, like in the next few days, I think like two, two more days they were closing. And they said 75% of the island closes for business off season. And yeah. I was like, wow, that's amazing. And um it was absolutely stunning. I highly recommend it. at least a day trip. I don't know if I would stay in Capri because that high-end designer shopping isn't really my cup of tea. It was really cool to look and see, but I I like to, that's not really my style of shopping. <laughs> yeah, there's, um, and on Capri, you know, there's also the Blue Grotto, which is absolutely beautiful if you ever get a chance. Um I highly recommend it. And, you know, so there, besides the shopping part, there's, you know, beautiful gardens and, and hiking and, um, you know, you could, the thing we were there that, you know, towards the end of October. So a lot of places had closed already for the season, especially the beach places, but there's amazing different, you know, beach places you could go and rent a chair for the day. And, um, so yeah, Capri is, super fun, but it is hard. You have to definitely plan again, you know, like you want to get there early. So 
you can take the last ferry back if you don't want to stay the night on Capri. If you're yeah, staying, that's you where know. I was like, we, we only had a couple of hours. So it was yeah. like, and um, trying to fit all that in wasn't going to work. But yeah, so if I went back, I'd be there like, let me just plan and stay the night so I have more time or mm -hmm. just try to get there super early. And yeah, or do like one day of the upper island and then one day of the lower island. Yeah, because they're two totally different experiences. Uh, yeah, we, we got a glimpse of the garden and we were going to go, but then we're like, we saw Hotel Capri and we're like, or we could just get a glass of wine. And to be honest, full <laughs> transparency, wine sounded better than a garden at that point. <laughs> we yeah. had so much fun though. Um, but then we also went to Amalfi. So we took, whether it was a bus or a cab or a boat, we went to Amalfi in different formats over the few days that was really beautiful and fun what was your favorite part yeah. of Amalfi on this trip so uh our friend my friend who is now our friend um Luca lives there and him and his one of his best friends who we Francesco. also got Francesco um got the pleasure of getting to know and um spent a lot of time with him as well they taught us some good scopa. So now we're <laughs> going to start a scopa club in Missoula, Montana. But um, so they took us to a very local, I feel like it, what didn't seem too touristy, but um, a very, I guess, uh, Stella's pizza. Yeah. Um, and uh, that was amazing. That was super yeah. fun. So that was, is and then in Malfi for me, I went there a number of times and um, just kind of, we, for two different days, we rented, you know, beach chairs and had service and we're right on the ocean or the sea and um, just got to hang out and meet, actually met more local people than tourists because, you know, it was towards the end of the season. And um, it, so that was super fun. And then you know, of course, Amalfi also has great shopping as well. So I know a number of um, us went and, you know, shopped there. And so, yeah, but probably just hanging out with Luca and Francesco, that was great. And getting to kind of do a local type scene was fun, you know, not Yeah, just I agree with that. Where they took us for pizza, it was in the, the middle of everything in the sense of kind of where the shops were. But it was like, you would not find it as a tourist necessarily. It was very hidden from the main, like yeah. you had to go behind a wall and up some stairs. And then all of a sudden it's there. And it was this gorgeous, like, I guess it was probably on a roof of another, I'm guessing a roof mm -hmm. of another building, like on top of the roof in a way. But then, so the ceiling was open to the sky, but there was all these lemon trees that made it like yeah. a ceiling and gorgeous. So it was just this, like, you were like, oh, yeah, this is like the authentic pizza of the century. <laughs> and, oh, we yeah. should talk about that pizza we got on our way to Amalfi that was so good. <laughs> That's what I was trying to get you to talk about. Like, how was our trip? Oh, that was so Friend. good. Okay. <laughs> so Italian snafu faux pas, Lisa made a huge boop. Well, not a huge. It was funny, actually. So we stop off at this little, you know, it's kind of like, think of like a truck stop, if you will. Like, oh, you know, go to the bathroom, get your stuff, get your gas, get your whatever, you know, all that kind of stuff. So 
we're all hungry. So Tamara and I decided to split a piece of pizza or something like a calzone or whatever. Anyway, and we agreed on this one, but then I'm like, Ooh, they have one that's got pineapple and ham and pineapple (laughs) on it. Let's get that. She's like, okay. Well, I wasn't, I wasn't really paying attention. And I know in Italy, they, it's actually very disgraceful to put pineapple on your pizza. So I thought, that's really odd that they. I, I also you know, was very surprised, so I thought I'm going to get it while I can, right? Because that's my yeah. favorite pizza. Well, so I get it, and I <laughs> look a little closer. It is. I am not kidding, y'all. It is French fries and hot dogs on the pizza, <laughs> not pineapple, not yeah. ham, and I just had never like the possibility of that being on the pizza would have never entered my realm of like what could happen. <laughs> yes. You, you all, I had, I figured out what it was by the time they handed it to us. And I'm like, Oh, oh. I, but I thought Lisa knew because I didn't, I wasn't paying attention. So it was pretty priceless to see Lisa's expression when she took her first bite thinking the French fry was a, just a cut pineapple and the hot dog was oh not. My gosh, I bacon. was not. Yeah. I think I was also just, yeah, we're trying to hurry and get everything and figure out the system yeah. and all the thing. And then that's what happens. You could, you know, so lesson learned the second time I didn't get that. And I did see that on other menus they did have, when we went out, different eat different places that french fries were on pizzas i'm like huh okay well you know i still not still don't recommend it uh i think the bread is plenty you know you don't need to add potatoes on top of it but um that was pretty funny um and then we went to ravello oh my god oh that was probably one of the, out of all the, I and mean, we had so many amazing meals, that was a definite highlight for me when we got to go to this. It wasn't just a winery. It was a private winemaker. And this is the yeah. benefit of, you know, having the private driver and them giving you tips and taking you places off the beaten path that wouldn't necessarily be open to the public. We had an opportunity to eat at their estate. It was a quick no, like it, okay. It's Tremonti. Tremonti. The winery was called Tremonti. Um, I believe so. I believe that was the official name of it. I'll we'll research that. But. Yeah, let me know how to spell that. And we had Asanka, the driver. Oh my gosh, he was he amazing. Was amazing. From Asanka I think from Positano Limousine service. So he was our driver a number of times. And um, we loved, he was great. So if you're, if you guys are there, Asanka, thank you. Thank you, Asanka. <laughs> and we, and so, so we go to this private estate and they have an, an outdoor, I guess just outdoor seating area, but they had this beautiful table already set up for us. There was one other couple there who we did run into in, in Positano, like a few days later, <laughs> which was really funny. Um, and it was, I don't know, like five courses or maybe more. I don't even, I can't remember. I could not keep track of how much food they kept bringing us, but it was delicious. They kept bringing us their wine. They showed us like the barrels where they made the wine and homemade limoncello. Well, all this homemade. I mean, but, and the, I know you're not a big fan of cheese, Tamara, but 
oh my gosh. That was great. Yeah. Cheese. It was like our dessert. It was like these three little pieces of cheese with different, I don't know, it was like a caramel sauce or a jam or whatever. It was like heaven, incredible. And just being with everyone in such a beautiful environment. Again, I, I find it was a lot about connecting with people because you knew everybody for the most mm-hmm. part, but I didn't know everyone. I only knew you, Vicki and Tamara for the most part. I mean, you, you are Tamara. <laughs> Laura, there we go. You, Vicki and Laura. And um, so to just connect with everyone else and just float, it was so beautiful. Yeah, that was, um, that was a lovely day. And definitely if you go to Ravello, it's worth making that a day trip as well. Um, you know, I had thought kind of before I went, so that was my first time as well. I'd been told like, Oh, you could just go up, you know, for like the morning or afternoon. And I'm so thankful that we had the whole day to go to different places because, you know, it's just, there's so much and really beautiful town. Um, yeah. Yeah. Ravello was beautiful and the walks and the gardens, so that was, and it's also a lot, not, it wasn't necessarily cooler, but just, you know, you're away, you're up in the mountain and so you have the whole view of the Malfi coast and yeah, it's a very nice, um, you know, change of pace from just being at the ocean, which that's great too. So yeah, so we did, so Ravello was good. Um, let's see, I want to say my favorite meal there, we went to many places, but when I took you guys to Casa de Angelina, um, we did a sunset cruise. And then afterwards, they were so kind to get all of us in at such short notice. And also, we were not hotel guests. Um, but thankfully, with it being the end of the season, I think that helped us be able to have dinner there. And that was one of my, I think, I think also, too, it was the last night before Dylan and Sarah left. So we it was kind of our last meal with 10 people and it was just, and it, I mean, the restaurant is amazing and the chefs and the wait staff were all just so wonderful and kind. And um, yeah, so that was kind of, you know, food wise, I think that was one of my favorites. You were spots. reading my mind because I literally wrote down Angelina. So to set a little bit of the stage here, this is why I love traveling with Tamara when she's been somewhere else. So, you know, it's funny. I know it, when you and I are together, I probably do more of the talking, but when you're by your, you know, when I'm not around, you do a lot of talking, you meet a lot of people, you are like, and the gal who like was our server remembered you from last time. And yeah, that time had been, I mean, that was the end of 2019. So it's been a number of years and that was so, uh, remarkable. I mean, to just be able to walk in and she was like, Oh my gosh, how are you? And I remember you. And yeah, so that was very but special. To even like, I mean, you might think, Oh, that's nice. Someone in an Italian restaurant recognizer, but let me just set the stage for this place. Remember how I talked about the K or like, you know, an elevator going through the cliff order. So this Casa de Angelina, you cannot see it from the road necessarily. It is literally tucked away in um, in a cliff or whatever. I, I don't even know how they do this. It's unbelievable. And we, like you said, we got to go in, even though we weren't guests at the hotel, we, they allowed us to come in. So that was a whole special thing as well. So yeah. we have this, we have two drivers because we can't all fit into one car. 
And he takes us down. It's dark. It's, you know, it's at night. He, you know, we get past the security gate or whatever, and he's driving. And these roads are so narrow. Like, I, I think it was maybe a Cadillac Escalade or something like in the terms of the size of the SUV, it was something like that. And he has to like, you know, several point turn to get down into this yeah. private so driveway. I felt yeah. like it was a James Bond movie. Like, honestly, it was like, <laughs> where are we going? Like, this is crazy. Oh my God. So we get to the, there's no other cars. This is like, it's deserted. No one is on this. And we're just thinking, okay, I hope that like we can like get out of here. Or what? <laughs> and the gal is one of the, the employees is waiting for us at the door at the hotel. Cause she's been alerted that some people are arriving. So <laughs> it was just this really like cool behind the scenes, like undergroundy type of feel. It wasn't underground, but I just, it wasn't like we just walked into a restaurant, you know, it was. Yeah, no, phenomenal. they don't usually let people um, yeah. be there unless you're a guest or yeah. l- unless you're staying there. So it's pretty private. And I, you know, I, I did tell them when I made the reservation that I had stayed there before. So I don't know if that's how we got in or just also because it was towards the end of the season and, you know, why not? So well, and I then, don't know. And then Sarah and Dylan were able to join us separately, which was yeah. really cool. And then on top of that, so then when we leave, um, we go down, like, they're like, oh, you just take the stairs up or whatever. <laughs> it's like, we take this other, who knows, secret, I don't know, stairs up to into Priano. And all of a yeah. sudden we're in a church, like we're outside of a church in the middle of the town. So I'm just, these are like, to me, like mind blowing, kind of like, what? That's so cool. (laughs) Not your just normal everyday pull into the parking garage and get out of your car and go, you know what I mean? It wasn't, it's just a whole different world. Absolutely. Yeah. No, but that's why I love Amalfi. You know, you can go and have the complete tourist experience and be with other tourists, which is great as well. We met so many people from America oh, yeah. um, that were visiting. And, you know, so that's always fun. I'm not against, you know, I love, I'm a tourist as well. However, it is super nice to get kind of the inside, you know, places to go and, and hang out. And um, there, and there's just so much more, I'm sure we, you know, could explore for weeks oh, yeah. and months. Well, we got to mention La Maresa, right? Because we stayed in yes. Priano, which um, oh dear, was a beautiful town, and we luckily were um, th- we were surrounded. Right next door was this little store where we had, you know, they had their little, you know, this dog outside that just kind of was the mayor of Priano. The little dog was just kind of making sure Kira. everyone was on. on was it was a Kira, yeah, Kira, and Kira. she was so cute. She had Laura's number. I tell you what, anyway, because she would, you know, we'd be having, you know, coffee or breakfast and Kira has come up to Laura, you know, oh, I'm starving. Or she's not starving. And uh, I could really use some of your croissant, you know. <laughs> so Laura was, um, had a new little friend. And then they have this beautiful restaurant overlooking the water and delicious food. I think we ate there three times. Again, party of nine or, or, you know, eight to 10 people. And it was just really, really good. So 
Yeah, that was a great restaurant. I th- I don't think we had anything bad. I mean, the, all the food was amazing at La Marissa. That was a good, and it was right outside of our villa, so it wasn't that far of a walk. Yeah, easy. And and um and then uh the the gym and tonic, our little morning cafe yes. spot. You're um, then Priano, yes. yeah, and who uh Roberto Roberto no. helped us yeah. tremendously. So, Lots of, yeah, but I think besides Rebello, I mean, all of the days were amazing, but I do love our last day we spent there at the beach and, um, that was time. What's the name of that beach? I want to say it's El Porto or the pirate. I've, I'd heard it as the pirate beach, but, um, I I will have to research. Yeah. So it's just a little tiny beach. And the, the thing about it is, is it does lose the sun as, you know, the day goes on. And, um, it's really fun to watch everyone shift as the sun shifts through the cliffs. And, um, and then we ate at this amazing restaurant that is locally, you know, owned and the, like we got to witness them having their, their worker family dinner meal before that, you know, they open at one one thirty or two to, you know, have lunch. And, um, they gave us like f- different appetizers for free that they were eating. And so that was amazing. And, um, yeah, it was, it's good to. And good I to like, so Italy. in that spot, there were like two restaurants next to each other. I go into the second one. Cause the first one, like where you're talking about where, um, they were having their staff meals. So I went next door and, I was there to get a, a bottle of wine and the owner, he's like, yeah, sure. And then I turn and I look into the dessert ca- uh, <laughs> counter thing and there's this, whatever it was, it looked amazing at pie or cake kind of thing. And he's, I said, oh, what's this? He goes, oh, that's, and this guy was probably in his seventies and he's like, that's my, my mother's recipe. And I'm like, that's all I need to know. Just wrap it up. I, you don't even need to tell me what's in it is. And it was so good. And he was telling me how his family has had that house and the house, um, that the, the next door restaurant for over a hundred years. And yeah. like, wow. Like just, and he showed me a picture of him as a little boy standing in the house. And then his dad was out there. His mom had passed away, but his dad was out with the grandkid, you know, the other, with his grandchildren and incredible. I mean, just yeah. so lovely. lovely. Yeah. And just, just amazing. So we were lucky. We had so much fun. And then we had some, I also really liked, you know, even, you know, after we go to dinner and we're, um, you know, we played card games and we asked questions with each other. So we did a lot to really get to know each other too. That was also probably um, my favorite things, but I think you need to go pick up children. Yes. I do. Back to reality. (laughs) Come out of Positano, come out of we're leaving Amalfi besties and we are. We'll have some more shows talking about our trip more specifically and maybe interview some of the other, the other friends who got to come along and um, have this experience. So yeah, if you're ever, if you ever get the inkling to travel Amalfi, Italy, it's all beautiful. Absolutely. All right, besties. We'll see you on the next one. Ciao, Bella. Ciao, Bella. Hey, Bestie. Thanks for listening. 
If you like this episode, be sure to hit that subscribe button to get notified of new episodes and check out cool bestie gift ideas at howimetmybff.com. That's right. And also leave us a review. Those reviews help us out a lot and are one of the best ways to support us. Yes. And if you have a fun story about how you met your BFF, send us an email at info at howimetmybff.com. We would love to hear about it. Definitely. And hey, maybe we'll have you on our next episode. That would be awesome. Until next time. Love ya, BFFs.